Hello guys, welcome back to Geeks Crossing. Today we have myself, Keith. Myself, Matt. And your favorite, Nick. Dang it, Nick, you could have said myself, Nick, and then we, yeah, we were we're all would have setting up passed. a trend, but whatever. I don't, I think this actually might be the first time we've had the Avatar squad here. Nick, Keith, and Matt, um, mm. myself, like all together doing a podcast. For a little backstory on that, uh, I had never watched Avatar growing up somehow, because I guess at the time it was airing, I wasn't really big on Nickelodeon or whatever. But anyway, these lovable boys, they showed me what I had missed almost a year ago, I think, like last November, December, right? Yes. Uh, And it was fantastic. And we got little, (laughs) uh, what did we get? The the Avatar necklaces. We became... Pin benders, we became absolute just total nerds who are the scum of society and are rightly mocked because of how nerdy they are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a great nerdy old time, and now we are the Avatar Squad. Exactly. It's <laughs> three forever. The Earthbender, uh, Nick. Myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, Airbender, myself. And Waterbender, Matt, who Hello. is the best. But going into this, this is actually going to be an Avatar-themed... Woo! Woo! Avatar-themed episode. Um, more specifically, why Korra is the worst Avatar ever. Like, <laughs> like period. Like, seriously? Oh, garbage. Because Avatar is so big uh, that we can only, like, cover so much. We're probably going to be doing more in the future about Avatar. But just right oh. now, we're going to try to focus in on Korra. But we'll obviously probably digress a little bit and talk about other stuff but you know absolutely <laughs> i'm also going to say this episode was brought to you due to anchor anchor is awesome it's a recording app for podcasts i'm trying to get my parents on it actually because they're going to start their own podcast <gasps> hopefully all about the 80s and adventure park which literally killed people <laughs> but crazy stuff when they come up with their things i'll be dropping links whatever but anchor man you want to do podcasts you want to make money anchor is the way to go now um back to avatar where do we begin (sighs) Uh, when the fire nation attack well in the beginning there was avatar one no i'm just kidding (laughs) actually actually i think that's a good spot to to start what did you guys think about them explaining the whole oh this is spoilers for people that have not watched um i would not go past this if you are looking to watch Avatar just because it is the most fantastic it's my number one TV series uh past all like My Hero Academia past everything past Gravity Falls mm-hmm. Avatar must watch and I don't want to spoil it for you so stop this video go watch it and then come back when you are crying tears of joy or tears of sadness and, because it is just beautiful and specifically we're about to talk about Korra book two so if you're like right at Korra book one or something pause it and come back in like a week but anyway yeah yeah, yeah. and we're gonna be obviously spoiling like pretty much everything going forward but yeah uh Ex- yeah. yes but avatar one yes uh what about it? what did you guys think about how they described or um explained the whole avatar state and how it came around um, i guess it makes sense because then it kind of like takes on why the avatar is such a crucial role to humans and spirits alike is because he, of course, is a human, and he makes bonds with the spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it does fit everything together perfectly. 
I thought the art style was amazing. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was super cool of how they explained it, but I thought it took away some of the the enjoyment in watching Avatar. Uh, in the fact that you never needed to see, like, you never needed to know why the Avatar was around like that. I felt like they were... Uh, Matt, were yes, I was just going to say, yes, it felt like they were midichlorining the Avatar. In that something that I felt really didn't need a scientific explanation got one, and it's like, okay, like that's cool, I guess. It, but I did like it. It was a highlight of Book 2 of Korra, which is not saying much, because Book 2 of Korra is... The worst Avatar book of all time, because if you go by the full seven, it's easily the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, thinking about the the, the Dynamax Korra, Dynamax Korra, <laughs> yeah, and freaking butterfly uh, Jinora, yeah, freaking sister, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because all of this is going to tie into why Korra is the worst Avatar ever. But all in all, like, it's kind of cool seeing why it happens, I guess. <sighs> this is, like, my most unpopular opinion about Korra, I know. I really don't like the spirits. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I talked about this a little bit, like, a little teeny bit in my top ten cartoons of the 2010s when I talked about Korra. It just feels to me like the book, like, Avatar The Last Airbender was so cool in that it sort of blended this fantasy world where people have powers and there's big like actual weird animals in the, their own world like you know flying bison and all this um but it's still sort of realistic like ang has a lot of consequences to deal with like all, all this stuff there's yeah. war there's extremely realistic war and conquest and it's this whole thing and then, like, I don't know, and then in Korra, you have, like, Korra is getting yelled at by meerkats, and there's, like, <laughs> it sort of just takes away the realism a little bit. I don't know. Which is, it's a cartoon, like, I get it, but it's a little confusing, because I feel like there's already a bunch of mythical, strange, and cool, exotic creatures in Avatar. You don't really need to add an entire dimension of other ones, but that's a total digression, and they become very important in the backstory of Juan and all. Building on from what you just said, um, and to all of our viewers, we talked about this in our last video about Disney, and it's really, when you remake something, or when you make a sequel like Korra, it's just keeping that consistency, like flying bison, duck turtles, mm -hmm. like lion turtles, mm -hmm. um, what were some of them, the, the, the wasp uh, vulture. Yes, wasp. yes. Like, they took what about that were real, com combined like combine them, we don't talk about this fantasy, this crazy fantasy world that just blew us away. That seemed realistic. That had that spiritual, like the spirit world, mm -hmm. um, everything. But it was it was just an amazing world. But then they they kind of messed that with they messed with that consistency in Korra when you saw that the spirits became these, like, black blobs that weren't actually anything, like... Well, those yeah, are just evil like, spirits. Well, well, going on from that, when you when they overdid it in a way, and they did give it that weird, I would say, like, I don't want to say too childish vibe, but they... I, I don't no, know, they seem yeah. to overdo it. Overdo it, and it does interrupt the world building a little bit, too. So, like, for example, we're going to probably talk about whether or not it was a good idea for Korra to keep the spirit bridge open. That's going to be a whole thing while we talk about Korra. But just before yeah. we get into that, 
Iroh is in the spirit world. So does that mean technically Iroh's now immortal? Because can he just <laughs> go to the human world again and just hang out with Zuko? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> that is actually a very good question. <laughs> it's very unclear. They, they don't explore that, and I think they don't explore that for a good reason, because it would be very weird. But, like, I don't know. Absolutely, because that's also a very unique question, because going into it, I mean, they didn't talk, touch too much on this with the whole afterlife, uh, like, when you die, dude, that people go into the spirit world. Yeah. Like, every time Aang went into the Avatar state or went into the spirit world, um, and he would travel, you know, he would be like a ghost to the people when he'd come over, yeah. but now that the bridges are open, they kind of just interact normally. Yeah, so, yeah, like, we see freaking uh uh what's his name boomy has like that little rabbit boomju follows him around like yes. we know that spirits can now interact freely with humans so iroh and iroh i think says when he's introduced in core that he chose to go to the spirit world like he's like when i died i chose to go to the spirit world because that's another interesting thing too like his son isn't in the spirit world like the one who died in basing say um, we never see anyone else who died in the spirit world other than freaking Admiral Zhao, who, uh, RIP, by the yes. way, because <laughs> he has just a, a, a very long eternity of suffering ahead of him. But, yeah, like, so could Admiral Zhao stumble out of there and, and then walk back to the human world? Like, I don't understand. The rules are very would, crazy. Would he be immortal, though, too? Would he be, like, just an immortal spirit? Man? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's very... That'd be a cool villain. Yeah, that really would Because Janora got out. Like, Janora was the one who was stuck. Or was it the other girl? What? Whatever. No, they, Janora was, like, the main It was Janora, yeah, who was who... stuck in that area, and they saved her. So, we, it looks like people can get out if they are taken out. Then again, hmm. she wasn't in there very long. Zhao could have just lost his mind by that point, like, beyond hope of saving, but whatever. True. But I'm totally oh. digressing. My boy was in there from the Siege of the Water tribe. Yeah, he's been in there for the good part of a century, so... Yeah, I don't know about, uh, about hey, that. I'm at What do you think with that whole thing, Nick? Book 2 is by far the worst, no matter... Yeah, which way you slice it. Yeah. Like, it, it was just so sloppy with how... I think I think they were only piloted for two like two seasons, and the fact that that's how they were gonna end it... That is very like true. That, I feel like they kind of they tried to maybe make it garbage on purpose to be like, see, we need more explanations to this. <laughs> you guys have have not seen at the viewers, um, seen up to this part or are watching season two. Um, try to get through it because when you get through it, you'll hit the best season ever with the great. Oh, no, yes. Season three is the here. Oh well, that is still one. Seasons of the three and four of four are both like tremendous. Yeah, I think I like season four the best, but uh, go on, Nick. I think I season three was the say. best. I think that's a fair debate. Season three, I, I, yeah. I feel like you saw prime Cora. Yeah, four was like PTSD Cora for most of it, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting, and I you think we'll probably get Avatar too. Kind of give up. Yeah, it was interesting, but it wasn't as cool as like because I think book three. Th this is going to be very bold of me to say. I think that Zaheer and his gang are the best villains. In the entirety of the series, like in freaking up to and including I Ozai, I can kind of agree with that. Season uh, three core would kind of be the reason why I would see if she could give Aang a run for his money on fight. Like the fact that mm. she's spoiler alerts when like the fact that she's poisoned and still takes on 
good amount of the Red Lotus members being like taught, like bound. Yeah, really shows that she is a strong actor, mm-hmm. even if she's a, a garbage avatar. You really do see she is a very powerful bender. She, I mean, she's the avatar. You you will be a super powerful avatar, like bender. Just because you are the avatar, I mean, Aang was a, what a twelve-year-old boy that took on arguably the most powerful firebender during the so like Sultan's <laughs> Comet when his powers are like ten yep. max. He could literally wipe out a whole entire valley, and he was going there to destroy the like bossing say he was going to destroy the Earth Kingdom, and he was going there, and Aang was just like, nah, like I got yeah. this, and. Like, I mean, that fight scene was fantastic, but the Avatar is the ultimate power. So I don't think that makes Korra any better than any of the other Avatars. Cause look at Kyoshi. Kyoshi separated a whole island just being like, nah, like, <laughs> goodbye. So I think we're now we're starting to get into the main seeds of our discussion here. Who, like, about Korra herself as an Avatar? I think we saw Aang's how Avatar Aang was. So Aang, of course, it's really Aang or Korra. I think Yoshi, though, has the best chance to be the ultimate Avatar, and I think Yoshi ultimately was the best Avatar, but I don't know too much mm. um, more than what they show and what they nah, say. Nah, come on, man. Avatar Kurok? <laughs> <laughs> the one oh, whose who's girlfriend got eaten by the face eater and immediately killed himself. <laughs> Or didn't kill himself, but, like, went on a suicide mission to save her. Nah. Yeah. He's the Chad. Well, he actually brought about Kyoshi, though, so, in a way. <laughs> Can you imagine being Kyoshi and having uh, Kuruk as your, like, guide? That must have been some funny shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> that really was just this hippie server being like, yo, man, like, do whatever. And then Kyoshi being like, I will kill Ki- uh, Chin the Conqueror. I will send him into lava. I will slaughter Chin the Conqueror, <laughs> purge his children and his grandchildren from this earth. And Kuruk's like, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever's <laughs> good for you. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, Just uh, watch out yeah. for the face either. Whatever keeps the world at bay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little off topic, but did you guys hear about uh, either a Japanese or a Chinese um, like myth or legend when you die... You are like when you are reincarnated, you are reincarnated with the face of the one you oh. love, so it matches the oh, avatar. I can see that. Yes, Yoshi, Yoshi looks like, um, whatever Karuk's girlfriend, uh, Korra looks okay. like Aang's, yeah, like, like, Tara, Roku looks you. like uh, Kyoshi's um, girlfriend. Oh, uh, what was that? I'm pretty sure, um, Roku looks like Kyoshi's yes. girlfriend. And Roku looks like um, uh, Aang. Or, or Roku's girlfriend looked like Aang. And that was just a very interesting thing to, to look at. And see. Going on, though, back to our actual main topic. Why Korra is the worst avatar? Who would like to start? I don't know. I think she's awful. I think she's... I, I want to hear I, you, Keith, because you sound I, the most ver- fired up. I would rather see Jar Jar Binks than <laughs> Wow. Korra is so useless, and there are so many different reasons. The whole... We, we learn all about Juan, we learn about Rava, and how the Avatar state is, and how you have all your past lives. And then, 
Cora goes and gets Rava like ripped out of her. Goes, ah, oh, I can't tell you. She messes up so badly, and messing up's not that bad, but she never really fixes the problem. She ends up losing all of the past lives of mm. avatars for the next one to come. So what? The next avatar is going to have just Korra. And people were saying that they might not even have Korra because technically Rava has an intertwined yeah. whatever yeah. again. So what? The next avatar is just going to be like all alone? Like, man, I don't know. Like, mm. what is this? The only cool thing that I would say that could come from that and how they could save it would be doing another avatar after Korra that's more modern and like more modern like almost today type and showing that the avatar kind of has faded and then it's kind of like oh the avatar 400 years ago like there was a thing called the avatar that's you like Rava has hmm. returned and then it being like what like what the hell's the avatar and then like going back and learning about like it skips like I don't know like uh, 15 generations or so and then it's like modern modern day, like 2020. Wow, um, that's, that's a big and, jump. No, no, but but I'm saying like I could see them do like that's the only way I could see them actually fixing this Raba stuff is making it go like hundreds of years in the future to a more modern era because they're doing like the 1920s <laughs> now, and then it being like oh like like the actual next Avatar comes and then they're like oh it's it's you like you're the Avatar like. The Avatar was this ancient thing. Like, you are the chosen one. And the person's like, what? <laughs> like, like, what am I supposed to do? And then you have another, like, I don't know, uh, Adolf Hitler or, like, uh, a coronavirus that the Avatar goes and abolishes. Yeah, but, uh, and something like that could fix Korra, too, a little bit. Because maybe they find, like, a really old Miko or something. <laughs> or Milo or whatever his name yes. was. The little... Uh, What's his face? Tenzin's kid. Sorry. Yeah, Tenzin's kid. And yeah. it's like, oh, yes, uh, Avatar Korra left all these things for the next Avatar. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, writings and stuff like that. And you can kind of get a sense of, oh, no, Korra really did yep. care. Like, and that would kind of boost her up a little bit because, yeah. Yeah, that would fix a lot so many ways. And you could even do, because there are people that are non-benders, such as Sokka, mm. and you could do it where... It being like there's almost no non-benders anymore, you know. Or, I mean, there's almost mm. no benders anymore. Everybody's like non-benders. There's no need to bend. So even the people that are benders don't realize they're benders because you're living in a like 2026. Yeah, with yeah. Cars. You even see a lot of technology so, creeping up in Korra, so that would be the next logical step. Exactly. So you could be like, oh, like there used to be all these benders, and then on top of that, like whatever actual threat the Avatar has to face, it's they start bringing back bending mm. to society. Yeah. Um, and that would be cool, you know? You could do like almost a semi-punk kid or whatever, and you could bring in these... The, you you could have, you would have a lot to do with um, character development and a lot with that. So that would be a fantastic way to continue yeah. on the story. Um, that really would. That would actually fix everything. I did not even <laughs> need for that to come out. That just flew from my head. No, but yeah, but, uh, if, honestly, I know they're just this is kind of going off briefly, but Netflix is trying to like you know redo Avatar or whatever. Like they want to keep Avatar alive. But honestly, I think if if I were to see any more Avatar content, I would want that. I would want a new Avatar, like a series three. I completely agree. I. One of the other reasons why I got so mad with Korra, um, other than the idea I just came up with, 
was I had a very hard time seeing how they yeah. continued. Yeah. Cora added, um, Cora completely, as we were talking about, like in the beginning of this video, it changed the yeah. the continuity yeah. of the story. It added these spirits and the spirit gates and this and that, and it just got all it got all crazy. Another reason I hated Cora more of the show than the actual Avatar was because of like the Dynamax Cora and the whole that just became canon. Like, I hope the person that decided that it was a good idea to write in got fired. Like, I'm sorry, but you are probably the, the least intelligent person I've ever met. If you were like, oh, people are going to love watching a gigantic Korra person attack a Dynamax. <laughs> Attacking and, uh, a like, di Dynamax like, uh, Northern Water Tribe politician. Yeah, it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, it just wasn't... And that's where... But that was the thing, going on, going, like, going back to what I was saying, going back to why I hate Korra, even with Korra, though, in that Dynamax battle, and Korra throughout every single battle, for the most part, she always needed outside help to a very high mm. extent, and she was always losing the, like, battles, like, I can't, I don't have all the information pulled up, I don't remember everything exactly, but from what I do recall, I'm pretty sure she lost, like, 80% of mm. all of her battles. Like, she very barely won. She lost against Khan. He got away. The only reason he didn't was because of that... The, the, the Unalak. No, not Unalak. Uh, I think it was Tarlock, yeah. Like, that was how that ended, which I liked that ending. I thought it was good. I thought it was a little anticlimactic because everything happened yeah, in, like, the last episode. it was dark, so. <laughs> It was. It really was. Yeah, it was. I love that ending, though. That was a good ending. I, I wish they would have done more. Like, it should have been a multi-season mm. thing. Um, But, like, that just seemed very rushed. Rush, but she lost there, and it was all this, like, pity story about how she couldn't do this. But she unlocked airbending, and then she mm. got spiritual. Um, she hit the avatar state, which was awesome. I mean, it gave her back her, her bending, which I thought it would have been cool if she had to redo a power mm. plan to get her bending back. That would have been some cool character development. That would have been something that could have made her like, oh, see, she's still... Because I know people were saying they were trying to humanize her more, but I think they messed that up because humanizing her does not mean that they had to make her lose everything. Like, humans... Yes, we, we get thrown down and we always get back up. But that that's the thing. We always mm -hmm. get back up. We always come back. Um, even if we're not as strong as before. And with Korra, she wouldn't. She would give up. She'd lose. She'd kind of come back. And when she came back, she'd just make things worse. Like, she was actually probably one of... She was the worst character. Like, um, who was the second season? Unalak. That was Unalak, right? Evil for the sake of being so evil. So then with Unalak... Like, Unalak, she gets convinced by him and tricked by him to open up the gates, and she gets manipulated. Yeah. Manipulated. Um, and she messes up again there, which, like, not to nitpick her about any of that. Um, come on, man. Get a freaking win. Like, you're the Avatar, dude. And she just kept on messing everything up she lets uh whoever go and she loses rava and loses the connection and then with the um the great four 
that's where you guys were right. You see her like actually show power and show that she's the avatar. And it seemed like she was going to kick ass. Like they were the best enemies. And once again, she gets messed up and she goes through this whole PTSD and recovery. And I think it was cool that they showed how human she was and how it took so long. But even when she was coming back, she was still just this broken, disregarded person. Like she just she was almost as broken as Katara when her mom died. <laughs> Yo, she has no idea. What <laughs> I know. I right? have to go through. Oh, uh, something I will say that's interesting, Keith. That came to my, came to me while you were talking about how he she got tricked by Unalak. That almost is weird for her because she's so like standoffish, sort of. Like, she's incredibly bold. She's incredibly her own person. Like, she can be stubborn. She can be very, uh, like, her own will. Like, her way or the highway, sort of. You also gotta real remember, that is that is her uncle. Yeah. No, I, yeah, you're right. But I, I, I almost, it's kind of strange to me. That's, okay, well, hold on. Yeah. Aang is much more trusting and friendly and loving and... Can't we all be friends? I can see Aang almost falling for that, though. The thing with the thing with freaking Korra, though, is yes, that's her uncle, but it really it made her freaking treat her own father like he was a bad guy. <laughs> like I don't know, that's a little like much, I think, because it, it it seemed like she got played for a fool when she really shouldn't have. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Anyway, keep. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I mean, I was pretty much done. I was just going on about why Cora. Like, I just remember having this debate with my friends, with Nick, right here. We've had this debate before, and usually when I get, like, that counter-argument, oh, she's good because she did this, it could be shut down with, well, she did that, or yes, but that was one. Like, usually there's some type of thing, so I'll let you guys speak now and say your piece. Nick, you want to go first? Uh... I don't think she was awful, to be honest. She wasn't. She wasn't the best at all. Her like ability to bend. I feel like she was very badly written too. I feel like mm. going. You also got to realize it's also the writer's problem. That's what I mean. Yeah, like how I just said she kind mm. of did something that was not exactly the direction it would seem like Cora would take, like as a character. Bringing up the actual writers. The writers, the only bone I actually have to pick with the writers aren't about how they wrote Korra, it's, a, like, as the character, it's about how they wrote the whole show. They broke, like, main rules, and it's just as bad as how in Star Wars they're like, oh, guess what, you can force heal now, like, Rey can just mm. force heal just because. Because that was the whole point why Darth Vader, why Anakin Skywalker became bad. He was looking for a way to help or save his wife to save Padme, and he they were he was like, how do I heal people? And it was like, oh, it's only a thing a Sith can learn. Ray's just sitting there like, oh, sorry, Desert Worm, let me just heal you. Oh, sorry, I stabbed you, Ben. Let me just heal you. Like, like they break mm. their own laws and their own rules, and then it throws everything else off. And that's my only bone to pick. They mess with the setting and the Yeah, stuff. I think that definitely does come up at times. Because the way I think about it is Korra is like, I don't know, like if you told, put a gun to my head and said, is Korra good or bad? Like, what does she lean more towards as an avatar? I'd probably say good. She's not a great avatar. I definitely agree with Nick. And Keith, you've brought up a lot of fair flaws. She's really screwed up the earth a lot just by being kind of stubborn and 
Like, being almost the kind of person to push away others, even though she, other than any other avatar in the past, has needed others more than anyone, which is kind of weird then, that relationship. But she mm-hmm. does kind of learn to come into her own and trust other people, and I don't know. Well, that is very, that is true, um, and it really is, as Nick has told me in the past, um, and as I've heard from multiple people online, because this is a huge debate, with Korra, it's, Korra is about, uh, or with Aang, it's about, like, mm-hmm. a kid becoming the Avatar, and with Korra, it's about the Avatar yeah. becoming, like, a person or a human, but the whole thing, though, that I still argue is, you know, like, she messed up in the beginning or in the, like, third season because she was so brash and she showed this and that. But then, like, you have the second season where she's so trusting and she messes up. And then it's like... They kind of humanize her issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Aang gets, like, this no, no. amazing destiny set before him about a thousand year, like, a hundred year war where he has to defeat this great villain where... Cora just deals with everyday like, That's like, the thing that. too. Aang had very different circumstances, you know, with what with the hundred year war being frozen in iceberg for decades, like at least Cora is kind of you can make the argument of okay, she's isolated, now she's in the world, the world is pretty much just the world, you know. There's some problems here and there, but that that is no that is very true and that is a very fair point. I was just going on um, to say that every time you needed Korra to do X, she would... Like, Korra, just let's say, is like an XY character. Every time she needed to do XY, she'd choose AB. And then every time she needed to do AB, she'd choose XY. Like, there's no... There's almost no circumstances that she was... She did what she needed to do, even if it would fit her character Mm. to do those things. Like, it was almost like... Like, just, oh, snap, you're, you're mm-hmm. back to whoever. What I will say, though, Bolin... Sorry, Bolin is amazing, but, um... Yes! I'm trying to think of it. Varric is the best part about that show. Varric is probably... Varric is kind of worth the whole... Especially because he appears in book two. Um, like, he saves book two, because book two's horrible. Yeah. Except yeah. you watch it for the one origin story. You watch it for, uh... Tenzin's brother and sister and his family drama, and you watch it for freaking Varric and Julie. Like, that, they are amazing. <laughs> if they fucked up anything with Korra, they fucked up Aang's parenting. How, yes! Oh, yes, they did. How he was like, oh, Absolutely. Dad never really loved us like he loved you. Like, no way. Yeah, and they pretty much kind of made it a fact. Like, it, it's so sad. But, like, I kind of tried to rationalize it. Like, Aang would have probably taken Tenzin places that he wouldn't have taken his brother and sister because, like, it's the airbender culture, you know? Like, he's an airbender, he wants to teach him the ways. But even then, like, he could have freaking dragged along this, his siblings. Like, really? That's so, like, I don't know. I can't see that. The only argument I would say is Aang is the avatar, you know? With, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but with the other, with his daughter, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, daughter, who was the waterbender, I could see him taking her with Katara and teaching her water stuff, especially with her being Katara's yeah. daughter, like Katara, like that. The only thing that I would say is, like, even with Bumi, um, who had no bending, who was a non-bender, I could see him still being like, oh, want to hang out with your uncle Sokka and I <laughs> yeah. teach you how to use a boomerang. Like, you know for a fact Sokka would be an 
amazing uncle, especially to another non-bender. So, like, I'm a little shocked that Boomy didn't have, like, a, uh, a boomerang or a sword or something, yeah. because you know Sokka would have helped. But going back to Aang, I think Aang definitely would have been better. Like, I can see him <laughs> kind Boomy. of excluding Boomy a little. I don't understand how they had a non-bender yeah, kid. Yeah, just like, look at Tenzin. He married literally a non-bender and had four not, uh, airbenders. Yeah, it's just kind of like the, the yeah. Punnett Square genetics for, <laughs> for uh, the bending world. I guess yeah. there's always that chance that they just are an unbender. Right. The only thing I will also go back and say is I can definitely see Aang being mm. a little absent as a father. Um, because even seeing Aang throughout the whole book, a lot of his thing was like, oh, I have to do this because like, mm-hmm. I yeah. have to help the greater good. If he was building Republic City, it's more he was like, "Oh, but the people are in danger." You know, like I, I gotta help the people, even if that means sacrificing. That and also, now that I think about kids. it, Aang grew up in a culture oh. where there really weren't parents. He was raised by monks, so he might just have not yeah. really seen the necessity to always be with his kids. Like that—that's kind of just he grew up with that not really being that important. But I would wonder how Katara would handle that. That's true. Yeah, and her mom died. If you think about it, it's all Hama's fault. Yo, can we talk about the fact that Aang and Katara had such a game, and two of their three kids are, on, like, washed up unmarried losers? Truth. <laughs> Alright, well, they're not losers. That is... Like, one's an accomplished nurse, one was a general, but, like, really? They never got, like, they never got lucky, you're telling me? I don't know. The, the Avatar's kids, nobody got with them? I don't understand why Kaya wasn't married. Like, Boomy, I can see. Boomy, he has an independent streak, so it makes sense to me, but come on. Yeah, he's like a a general. He's like, oh, I love this fighting, so I'd imagine he wouldn't really give that life up for the marriage life. Yeah. Come on, Kaya. Yeah, like, I don't know. You're telling me she didn't uh, inherit Katara's, like, romantic pinings, like the romantic style? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me, I don't know. Oh. Not only did they fuck up Korra's story, they fucked up the Aang. <laughs> <laughs> yup. And going back, I think that's why they might be hesitant on doing a Gen 3 Avatar series. Is by that point, you're so disconnected from Aang and Zuko and Katara. It's been like two centuries since then. So I guess maybe you don't want to have to have that big uh, distance between such important characters. I'm just excited because the best element's coming up for the next Avatar. Yeah. I kind of wish that they saved Kuvira that... for the next Avatar. Oh, that would be cool, yeah. that's, like, an Earth Kingdom issue and, like, being born Earth Kingdom. And, like, uh, what was it, Mako's grandmother who was like, oh, the Earth Queen is so great. Like, with her being a complete... Like, with her being a complete... Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of got explored. I feel like in Korra because we got to see some Earth Kingdom residents and how they felt about, like you said, the Earth Queen, and also about Kuviera. Like Bolin and Varric were working for her for a while. They were like, "Yeah, we're helping out. She's great." And yeah. then even then, even when people, even when they were like, "Oh no, she's crazy," we still had the thing with Gosh, I don't remember her name. Sue, I think it was Sue's son. We're like Batar Junior. Was still yes, yeah, so that was still driving the Oh yes, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that that was actually you guys mentioning the Earth Kingdom made me realize one of the biggest Ooh. issues in all of Korra, and Matt pointed this out yeah. to me. So it's uh, Matt gets all yes, oh, Fire Nation. Oh my, God. where was it? 
you hear so much about it, and it's so hyped up about how everything... We don't even get to see after a century of causing war and mayhem. I kind of want to stay on the back burner. (laughs) Back burner? Pun intended. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I think it's so silly. Because we had two seasons. Yeah, technically two seasons, if you count season one with Amon and Tarlock, where the water kingdoms, or water tribes are so important. Season four was huge with the freaking Earth Kingdom, and season three, or book three, was like the resurging air nomads. So where the hell was the Fire Nation? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, uh... I mean, maybe they thought that because it was like a big element of, yeah, like the Avatar. See, but it's not even true. Avatar the Last yeah. explored well, everything I mean, it so evenly. Like, the yeah. only thing left out. But, yeah, no, but I, I see what Keith means. If the original had time to devote to every element, why couldn't the series? Why couldn't the sequel series? And and I feel like I would have a little more respect if they only did like two. But they explored three solidly, and they left the Fire Nation in the dust. The Fire Lord herself had like one line. Yeah, you really saw none of her. Yeah, Zuko's yeah. daughter, Iro, General Iro, had like three lines. That yeah, because he was an awesome, exciting character, and he did freaking nothing. Yeah, I wrote like yeah, like on the late season, season one, of what, season yeah. one, yeah, in the end of season one, and he's so badass. You know, mm-hmm. He's voiced by Zuko. Mm-hmm. He's, he, his name is Iroh. Like he's literally, he's the combination of the most the two badass characters in the original, like the wisest, one yeah, the most. I think fan loved Iroh, and Zuko, who was everybody else's fan yep. favorite because he was so badass and he had the best character arc, and here you have the combination of the two, and you're just like, what's gonna happen? And, like, when I first saw him enter, I was like, okay, I high T-ship um, Katar, Korra, <laughs> and Iroh now, like, like, that should happen. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yeah, he's not important. He's going to have, like, three more scenes and, like, 15 more Yeah, words. I don't know. I, that, I, that, that annoyed me to no end. A lot of characters were just kind of wasted. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's fair to say, I guess, but he definitely was. Squandered. Well, I do think... But they, they did mess up where they had characters that they could have done more with. And I feel like they did so much with the characters that weren't so important. I don't know. It it was it was just weird because it seemed so rushed. The Earth Kingdom so awful, you know. Kovira's actually well, I love Kovira. Nation was wiped Kovira's out. Jeez, pretty dope. Kind of lost my train of thought. Do you guys have anything uh, to say? Mm-hmm. Prime Ang or Prime Korra? I would say Prime Korra could probably take out. That definitely gets difficult due to the fact that Aang was more skilled with, like, the art of taking away people's bending, giving them bending, like, like doing all of these techniques. And he was definitely more, um, strategical, where Korra, I would say, definitely has more power than Aang, but I think Aang could just outsmart Korra any day. What do you think? I think it really depends on who lands their first blow. I think, because if Aang gets a mm. jump on Korra, it, he can probably take her out. She could definitely handle a lot more than Aang could. But if Korra hits Aang first, I think it's over for Aang. Well, I can agree in that. But with that whole Aang versus Korra, Aang's definitely not a hit first type of guy. So I don't think Aang would be attacking first, but, uh,. He would more dodge and everything. That was another thing with Kubira. 
Oh my goodness, I completely forgot. She had the metal <laughs> robot. Yeah, Cora went so over the top. Uh, we just lost Nick, by the way. I, yeah, the Cora went so over the top. Like, you're telling me the same show can have giant spirit gods and giant robots? Uh, it's like you said. It's, it's like you said, it messes with the rules that were already established. Okay, just so weird. Do you what I said about Cora, though, with Aang? I don't think so. Um, Say it again, just to be if safe. If Korra throws any ball uh, at Aang, it's kind of over. Aang can't metal bend. Korra can. Well, yeah, I didn't think that of that. That's true, actually. Um, I mean, I don't know in the in Aang's prime during the years he built Republic City. No, because I think they, were, they mentioned in Korra that Korra is the first Avatar to metal bend. I think, yeah. yes. Which I think is kind of stupid that oh, really? Hoth never taught him, or I don't know if he didn't want to learn. Yeah, maybe he couldn't learn. Well, think about it this way. Aang struggled immensely with learning earthbending at all, so metal bending could have just been too advanced for him. That is true, but then again, he was also a 12-year-old, and he was learning it while they were, like, jumping from place to place. So I'm sure, like, in a peaceful time, he could actually learn over the course of, like, <laughs> years. Like... They said it takes years to master the elements, and he had to do yeah. it in, like, one, one summer or one year. Oh, okay, so you want to talk about wasted potential in Korra, though, getting off topic for a minute. One, how did Zuko, Katara, and Toph not have a scene? Like, come on, man. But, I mean, <laughs> Toph technically said she could see them at all Thanks. times, so when they were together... Because I'm pretty sure Korra... Uh, no, I don't, could, were Katara and, I don't even think Katara and Zuko ever talked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were together when Korra was, like, recovering, and then Maybe, Pearl. yeah, you, you might be right. I, I believe they could have given them a line of dialogue or something, but I don't think we saw any Yeah, I don't know, they could have at least yeah. had a line of dialogue or something. But two, I'm thinking, how does Zuko not get his freaking fiery butt into the spirit world and have a reuniting scene with Iroh? Come on! Yeah. Not only that, but I got annoyed because when Korra was like, yes! oh, I spoke to Iroh, Zuko was like, wait, what, how, where was he? Like, like, are you kidding, you, you're telling me Iroh just like, up well, and he had it back well without being like, oh my god, the way. Like, yeah, and his strong spiritual connection could have drawn him into the spirit world. What annoyed me about that scene was when he was like, you spoke to my uncle? And then freaking they get interrupted, it's like, oh, hey guys, come check this out! And then they walk over and it's never brought up again. Like, Really? Really? That's... Yes. Well, that's what I was gonna <coughs> go into. Like, it's never... I don't know. Well, that goes back into what I was saying, where it just felt very rushed with a lot of these things. I mean, you have Avatar, which is mm -hmm. one, like, the original last... Like, Aang, where it's one yeah. year or one summer-ish time period, where the power mm -hmm. crawl, Avatar, Aang, Sokka, all of them... Uh, and they're fighting this one main yeah. enemy where they're building up to defeat Fire Lord Ozod. Uh, with Korra, it was like the first season was Amon, and I thought that was going to last for the whole season. I remember watching that on my laptop in my room, freaking out, hiding from my parents, because <laughs> I thought they were going to make fun of me because I was like 14 <laughs> watching the show. But all of a sudden... Like, the whole Amon thing comes, and I'm thinking it's going to be multiple seasons, and I'm waiting to see how they do it, and like I was saying before, it's like the final episode, and all of a sudden, in one episode, it's like, oh, look, it was face paint. Oh, look. <laughs> he exploded. He's dead. <laughs> he, he's dead now. 
Yeah, the people booed him. Truncated. Well, and that was my other thing, is you're telling me that, like, I don't know, like, his whole... Yeah, that's kind of weird, too. It's like, to, oh, like, look, I don't know, like, he turned out to not be a bender either. I guess that means we all like benders now. Like, really? Right? <laughs> That'd be... Like, you think... Like, here's a, a kind of dark example, but what if all of the Chinese communists, right, found out that Mao Zedong was secretly, like, eating from McDonald's? You think they'd all be suddenly like, well, I guess we're not communists now. Like, <laughs> I guess we just got that thing we believed for years. <laughs> right? I guess we just don't anymore. Because our leader didn't. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Also, especially in scenarios like that with, I don't want to say terrorist groups or hate groups or any of that, but usually when you take out one of their leaders, not only, another yeah, which I guess they kind of, yeah, yeah, you first. There would have been another equalist, I think, and if there wasn't another equalist, I think those people would have flocked towards another yeah. person. I mean, if you look at the whole Kavira storyline, yeah, the power vacuum. dies, yeah. everybody like, goes like, to Kavira. You're really, because like, the thing is, I guess you could exactly. say, well, technically he didn't die, he got unmasked first, and then everyone's like, he's a hypocrite. But I think your point still stands, though. I think these these angry, yeah. anti-bending citizens, I don't understand how they suddenly love benders now. Like, that doesn't make any sense. There should be an, an, an equalist who actually is, like, a bender or non-bender who could be like, oh, yeah, a bender attacked me once. Because there's got to be some guy who got attacked by a bender who could take over. Like, I don't understand. That's a good point. That sentiment kind of just snaps. Like, uh, it's gone. <laughs> Never explored again. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was, well, that was the thing, like, that was instantly gone, bam, Amon's gone, and then second season starts, and it's all about, like, these dark... <laughs> the worst enemy ever comes out. gets tricked, and she does the <laughs> big, <laughs> big Dynamax thing, and then, <laughs> then bam, it's a bit spirit, <laughs> and, like... Yeah. It, it's literally yeah. out of show. Yeah. Does that work at all? No. I just remember, because I was watching that a lot when the Dynamax Pokemon came out, and I did not like Dynamax Pokemon. Um, I grew, It's a cool idea. I enjoy how you can do raids with your friends with Dynamax. But, um, so I have warmed up to that idea, but when I first saw Korra Dynamax, <laughs> I was like, okay, she's a Dynamax Pokemon, and that's exactly <laughs> how I oh, see man. it. Thank yeah. you guys for sticking around. Um, yeah, listening to us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Again, we have a Discord page. I take, uh, well, I won't even give you guys my email. Just jump into the Discord, the Discord on uh, Geeks Crossing. Uh, there should be a link somewhere. <laughs> I'm pointing as if I'm on video. Yeah, just jump in. Let us know what you think, especially if you're an Avatar <laughs> fan. You're part of the Avatar Squad, man. And uh, tell us what vendor you'd want to be and which one you think is the, the best and the most overpowered. We've had a very big conversation. The two best that comes down to are air mm. and earth. But I think earth wins. And ultimately, I think we, we ended up agreeing on that. But uh, yeah, again, just let us know. And yes. Uh, yes. The best group of peoples out there. <laughs> or that is a strong message. <laughs> Yes, we are fond of people of all nations. Earth nation, water nation. Water tribe. (laughs) That's what I was going for. I'm glad you caught on. (laughs) Yes. You know what's funny, though? As I said this before, um, I said this in our last video, too, for everybody that has been watching consecutively and consistently. All movies 
and even TV shows can be based on a DM scale with D&D. Uh, from Dungeons and Dragons, when you're making your own adventure for a person, you have a party of a bard, a rogue, this and that, monks, and you lay out a campaign, you lay out like a bat, big bad that they have to go and fight, or multiple bad guys, and everything follows that logic, and you see that once you really become a DM, and you can just see how every, everything can be broken down into D&D terms from now on. And it's so funny because... I forgot what movie it was. There was one movie that did not follow it at all. It was the worst movie I've ever watched. I do not remember the name. And it was the only movie I, I could say that just did, ignored all DM... Uh, all D&D laws. And it was awful. It was super horrendous. But going back to it, Avatar... Like, Avatar was one of the few that actually followed it so, so specifically to every minute detail. Oh, and that was so amazing. Yes. So I believe that will be our next episode is talking about D&D. Does anybody, if we're going to start winding down, does anybody have any closing thoughts about Korra as an avatar, as a person, as a show, I guess? Shitty avatar, complex person. <laughs> yeah. I was actually under the impression from our previous debates and arguments that you were going to argue for Korra, why she was awesome. Yeah, I was kind of joking ish. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I think Korra uh, is a very uh, complex uh, character. Uh, like Keith said, it's kind of uh, the inverse of Aang's story, which was a kid learning to be the Avatar. She's an Avatar learning to be a kid. And that's kind of cool. I really do like how they explore her, especially in Season 4 with her broken PTSD appearance and Toph helping her learn to get back up on her feet. Like, that's awesome. She does have an amazing arc, but unlike Aang, who I think, of course, the original Avatar Squad's iconic, but Aang can really stand on his own a lot of the time, Korra does rely heavily on others, but for the most part, those others are pretty lovable. Like, come on, Toph teaching her. You got Tenzin and his family are awesome. Varric and Julie never really teach her, but they're still pretty freaking funny. Um, you know, like, you get a lot out of it, and... Yeah, I don't know. Korra, as, as an avatar, is probably okay. <laughs> as a person, she's very complicated, like Nick said. Well, with that thought of what you just uh, said, the real thing with Korra wasn't necessarily exactly Korra. Mm. It was just of how bad they, they messed up, I guess, the setting and the consistency, the continuity. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to also Korra. <laughs> Because she really did nothing right. <laughs> She's a bad person. What am I saying? She's awful. Anybody that watches Ooh, the show knows. Oh my rather god. The live action wow. Then You're going to get a lot of angry for her. Yeah. And that says something. I really miss Ong. Yeah, Ong. I think. But I guess. Prefer uh, Ong over Korra. <laughs> Absolutely. Ong. Ong is so my when they inevitably do the Korra live action movie, she'll be called, what, Korra? Korra? The Quran. <laughs> oh my gosh. But so yeah, I guess I'm gonna bounce off of what Keith said too. My oh. problems with Korra are more with the core of the show than Korra the character because they really do mess a lot of things up. Book two is just a flaming pile of horse manure um, saved by Tenzin's family and Varric and Julie. Absolutely amazing. And I do think that the Korra season series finale is very underwhelming. Especially because it's the last we have ever seen of Avatar characters. Yes. And it's kind of just like, oh, it's the royal wedding, yay, everything's fine. 
Like, okay. I'm sorry, the ending of the original series, and I know doing this to death, but it's much better. <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling, but yeah. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, alright. Well, I, I guess uh, so. Want to start yeah. uh, finishing up then? Thank you guys for sticking around. You guys are the real heroes. You guys Woo! make the dream work because of teamwork. Woo! Uh, but yeah, thank you for watching. This has been Geeks Crossing. Um, so thank you all you geeks and nerds. And I hope time that you all remember to do and, the same. Uh, good night. This is <laughs> <laughs> Yes, do the Matt. So and Nick. This has been Keith. Goodbye.